here's a story from The World. There's new information about the fallout from COVID-19 that shows what we'll be facing well into 2021. A UN report on humanitarian needs reached this startling conclusion. 270 million people worldwide are at risk of hunger. That's an 82% increase from just a year ago. As the world's Rupa Shinoi reports, women have been the hardest hit, and some people are already stepping up to help because they can't wait for governments to act. In Trinidad and Tobago, Ashley Burnett has been seeing more and more headlines about women trapped in homes with abusers. Women having drunken partners who would beat them senselessly because there wasn't any food because there isn't any food. The UN says COVID-19 has resulted in an unprecedented number of people worldwide facing chronic hunger, and a whopping 70 percent of them are women and girls. They're more likely to go without so others in their family can eat. And hunger leads to other dangers. Girls are being forced into child marriages. Women are resorting to transactional sex. And human trafficking is on the rise. There has been a surge in kidnappings. A lot of young girls have just gone missing. It's heartbreaking and scary. 23-year-old Burnett is with Feminit, a nonprofit that works on gender equality in Trinidad and Tobago. Her six-person staff worked long hours without pay to create online resources that connect women facing abuse with help. Burnett says they may not be reaching huge numbers of women, but it's more than the government is doing. They haven't put things in place like proper protective policies even now to protect women and children. There's a recovery committee that seeks to only focus on the economy, (laughs) Uh, but not understanding that we have to have these laws revamped. We have to take care of our most vulnerable. Governments and humanitarian groups are not responding forcefully enough to COVID's disproportionate impact on women and girls And that's because of a lack of representation, says Hillary Matthews at CARE, an international nonprofit focused on gender issues. Women are really not at the decision-making table in a way that would enable humanitarian responses to be better tailored to meet women's needs. She says CARE reviewed 73 COVID-19 reports by UN agencies and the World Bank, and almost half of them failed to mention the specific needs of women and girls. CARE also looked at national committees set up by countries to respond to the fallout from COVID-19. And our research found that 74% of countries surveyed who had established such committees had fewer than one-third female membership, and only one committee was fully equal. Another bigger problem is money. The Norwegian Refugee Council just released a report that says international donors are only providing a fourth of the funding necessary to protect marginalized people worldwide, even as gender-based violence spirals out of control. Here's the council's Secretary General Jan Eglund at an online meeting of global humanitarian groups this week. Tens of million of the most vulnerable on this planet are under attack from men with guns and power, and they are alone. They're not protected. At that same meeting, William Shamale, who coordinates international organizations and UN agencies providing humanitarian assistance, said the most effective response would be to funnel resources to local organizations with the most access to people who need help. But those who have the best possible access on the ground to deliver assistance have the worst access to 
resources. We need to change that. Some of those local actors aren't waiting for international help. In Queens, New York, 26-year-old Atish Garang heard from undocumented friends struggling to buy groceries who couldn't afford menstrual products. What I thought was, like, someone has to do something about this. And my parents, they always tell me, like, you know, if you want something, go for it. Like, not to wait for someone else to do it for you. He reached out to the global nonprofit, Period. Within two weeks, it sent him bulk packages of tampons and sanitary napkins. Grong used his network as a longtime advocate and, with the help of volunteers, distributed the products to hundreds of Bhutanese, Nepali, and Tibetan immigrants. It was like really amazing to see that, you know, that people are coming together even during this like hard times. In Nepal, 27-year-old Rukumani Tripathi just graduated as part of the Midwifery Society of Nepal's first class of midwives when the lockdown hit. She and fellow graduates handed out their personal phone numbers to pregnant women who couldn't go to the hospital. It was quite difficult. When we disclosed our private number, we used to get block calls at the middle of the night, and we couldn't refuse the call because we thought some calls might be due to emergency, so we had to pick up the call. Eventually, donors helped establish a 24-hour toll-free number that provides free counseling for hundreds of Nepali women. We never thought we could make this big impact in the society and we could help women even though we are at home. And in Romania, 18-year-old Sofia Scarlat's gender equality nonprofit, Girl Up Romania, saw a surge of messages from women and girls asking for help dealing with online revenge pornography. Everybody kind of moved into the online world and all of the violence that women and girls dealt with in like real life also moved online with us. Scarlett says there's not much help from lawmakers in Romania to address online harassment, and police don't pursue justice for victims. So her team worked with journalists to uncover a network of thousands of people online sharing revenge pornography of Romanian women and girls. As a result, Scarlett says she became a target of harassment and threats. It's really remarkable and very saddening that uh, around the world so many young advocates are having to risk their safety in order to do the jobs of people who are literally getting paid to carry out these tasks. Scarlett doesn't regret her activism, though. She says when women and girls face hunger and violence and aren't getting the help they need, it's the responsibility of the people in their community to do something about it. For The World, I'm Rupa Shanoi.